0: Hello and welcome to the special mini-episode of Superhero Ethics. Ashley and I have had a lot to say recently about thirst, I've had a lot to say about queer representation, and it turns out a lot of you fans have had a lot of feedback. So we're going to dive into that a little bit and kind of continue that conversation right after this commercial break. We have no control over Welcome back, I'm Matthew, your host. I have Ashley Coffin with me. Ashley, I have to say, I'm so glad we could find time for this because... You know, a couple of weeks ago, we got our first email about the, the first cast that we had done and it you know kind of raised some eyebrows. We thought, OK, let's <laughs> let's have you on for like 10 minutes at the beginning or end of an episode. The idea that, you and know, I could talk for 10 minutes about anything is obviously complete nonsense.
1: Impossible. <laughs> but,
0: but we were like, let's at least squeeze it in somewhere. And then, you know, the last couple of days, there's just been so much more that I think this was a really great chance to kind of dive into like. Why is it that when we talk about thirst, when we talk about sexuality, when we talk about queerness, it gets a lot of people pretty heated, and I mean a lot of people also some great support. So Mm -hmm. I really wanted to dive into that, and I'm so glad you can be here for this because I couldn't think of anyone else besides you to talk about it with.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's been a very interesting. It's kind of um, something I've gotten used to doing Mm -hmm. stuff like this or even talking about it on the cast. We would get met, met with like. One feedback being like, this is the worst. You guys should stop. And then another one immediately being like, thank you for talking about this. You know, this is amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. And it seems to bounce back and forth, but it is much outweighed by the positive side um, to the point where it's like 1% maybe is the negative. But it is crazy how loud that can be. For sure.
0: And that's kind of why, you know, on some level there might be a sense of like, why even talk about the negative then? And I think I think it's it's good to talk about it because I think it's important to kind of reinforce why talking about you know like I think we talked about on our Thursday cast that like you and other women and other people like you know people who are not straight cis men talking about women but like people of all genders talking about masculine bodies or any of this like there's something transgressive about it because it's the voices mm-hmm. that shouldn't be heard and even in our community it's only a small part of people who are pushing back the fact that they are. You know, I think it's it's significant and it underlines why these conversations are so important, but it's also just so good, I think, seeing how much the positive has come out in response to that because it it really shows how much, you know, you're having an effect and you're not just, you know, making people be like, oh, yeah, that guy's so hot, which they are and it's great you <laughs> say that, but it's empowering to people and it's freeing people and that's, I think, one of the best things the podcast, uh, podcast can do.
1: It Yeah, it's just been absolutely amazing to have people share with us the different ways that something that some people can think is so unimportant to the conversation to other people is like empowering. It's making them feel better in their own mental health. It's it's moving forward with the fact that women, you know, we can also be super confident in our sexuality while not taking away from men.
0: Exactly, and I think that's such a key thing. And I think this is a very different conversation. So, not meaning to equate the two, I'm just going to draw an analogy. Right now, in our society, we're also seeing a lot of discussion about critical race theory and the need to teach critical race theory, and a whole bunch of white people, you know, from conservative backgrounds, getting very fussed about this. And it's, I think, a it's example of where you know the group in power has gotten very comfortable. And doesn't want people talking about things that make them uncomfortable or that like shake the tree at all. That uh, that might question, you know, the established order of like where white people fit and where everyone else fits. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something similar happening here, where, you know, for a lot of more conservative folks or you know whatever it is, um, often straight cis men, but not always. We've gotten some of the feedback I know from uh, uh, women as well, but but mostly from straight cis men. Mm-hmm you know there's that sense of like i am i am very comfortable in a world where i'm allowed to talk about scarlett johansson's ass and i can imagine that women are perfect and demure and you know never have those kind of thoughts and when you and everyone else and and myself you know talk about it openly it makes them uncomfortable in that same kind of a way and i think i think that pushback is exactly what we're seeing
1: yeah and and it's about time to to not stand down like we're you know we're here we're making our stand we're doing what we're going to do and we're not going to stop like you can keep sending the stuff in but the fact of the matter is you know your voice right now in this world is extremely small and I don't mean to sound pretentious but you need to end like all these people writing in immediate feedback after some of the things that we've said like I'm done with your cast you guys you know cross the line for saying you know Oh, sorry that, you know, I had five minutes of the episode where I gushed about the glory that is Tom Hiddleston or Elizabeth Olsen. Like, it's really not taking that much out of your day to move past it. But, it, you know, it, it's personal issues that you can just see unfolding like an onion in these emails from people. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I can't be your therapist. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just recently, I just listened to your coverage of Loki season three, uh, sorry, Loki episode three, mm-hmm. where... You made a couple of great comments about thirst. I think there was something about wringing out your jeans. That's a hilarious oh, yeah. line that should be repeated oh, yeah. and quoted.
1: While I was saying that, I, I knew it. I knew it coming out of my <laughs> mouth. I didn't care. And I was like, just say it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and here's the thing. like You also said probably for every one comment like that, at least 10 other comments about things that were, you know, about just, like, the acting, about the, the story, about everything else. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've noted, in the, especially the comments we've gotten uh, in the last few days, and the posts and emails, is the number of people saying, like, oh, we don't like that that's all that Ash ever talks about. You know, there's this myopic view of, you know, and the same kind of way we got people saying, like, oh my gosh, why is, you know, when we were doing, when you all were doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier, people were saying, why are you only talking about race? Like, hmm if there's a conversation people don't want to hear, they will just go nuts. It, yeah. If there's a conversation people don't want to hear, they will just start thinking like, oh, that's all you're ever talking about when that, that's not the case in the slightest.
1: As a creator hearing something like that, that that's all you're hearing from me out of a two-hour, usually sometimes episode, like mm-hmm. that, it, it it really makes me think, I'm like, well, when you listen to me talk, that's all you're all you hear. Out of everything mm-hmm. I say, the only thing you're tuning into is when I talk about... Uh, sexuality. And uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, that's what you're hearing f- from me. And that's it. And that's crazy to think about.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think that's such a good way of putting it. And I, I want to kind of read some of the positive comments we've gotten and, and talk about it, because I think this is one of the most important things for people to understand is the, the voices, you know, yourself, what I'm talking about, with career representation, things like that. It, it's not alone and people are responding. Mm-hmm. Like one of, my, one of the when I read at least one person saying like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, there's so many, you know, I'm sure lots of other people b- agree with me that, you know, we hate that your podcast is doing this. My first thought was just scoreboard.
1: Yeah.
0: MCU Cast is right now one of the absolute top ranked podcasts in terms of all media
1: coverage. <laughs> um, so crazy. So,
0: and let's just get into some of the positive stuff because I think it really speaks to why this is so important.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, one listener uh, named Mandy wrote in. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, actually, this was about our thirst conversation, so uh, patting myself on the back here a little bit for this one too. But I think it was <laughs> great. Uh, Mandy wrote in, "I'm not even going to lie. Boss kid and I, who I think is her son, were listening to Ashley and Matt uh, Fox talk about the effect, the ethics of thirst, on the way to Atlanta a few weeks ago, and we had an amazing convo about all of it. Even at ten, he was more accepting of the fact that girls are allowed to find cute than some than some grown men are." It, I, I, I'm assuming you feel the same way, but definitely talk about it from your perspective. That did my heart so good because I think that's one of the first things that people often go to is, oh, sexuality is not, you know, age appropriate. As though, you know, there are beauty pageants for eight year olds that are all right. about like sex appeal in this really awful kind of way, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh ten year old actresses get asked if they have a boyfriend like there is so much happening that sexualizes kids out there, but only in, you know, the straight male aggressor kind of nonsense ways. I love that we're seeing that, like, yeah, these are conversations kids can have
1: and honestly should be having. Mm-hmm. Being able to hear the fact that we might be able to help be a bridge for parents to have these conversations comfortably with their kids right. is really cool to me. Because, like, I, I, you know, I never had that kind of conversation with my mom. We we didn't have that kind of, like, relationship. But, like, the way things are with parents and their kids today, kids are a lot more um, – open and understanding to what's happening because they're seeing it more in their content and it's normalizing it and it's normalizing talking to your kids about it. And I think that is so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was very lucky and then I had a very liberal set of parents, my mother especially, who raised me with a very, very open-minded view about sexuality and were, you know, very comfortable talking to me about bodies and what bodies did. And, and you know, because all of my other friends were told like sex is awful, sex is bad, never have it. The first thing they wanted to do was have sex the moment they could. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think is necessarily bad per se, but a lot of them were getting into, like, not the best situations. I feel like because I was raised in a way that gave me such a positive view of sexuality, I'm not – I made mean, some pretty dumb decisions as a teenager. We all do. But, like, <laughs> I think I had such a healthier approach to it. I know I've heard, I've heard from so many kids, especially younger kids, as you're saying now, like, I mean, like, you know, millennials, Gen Z – when you grow up with parents who aren't afraid to talk about these things, who are understanding that yeah, this is bodies, it's natural, it's okay, that's 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 just fine.
1: We can really help the kids. We got an email that I don't want to get too much into, but we kind of have to um, of a of a you know listener writing in about how upset this last pe- episode of Loki made his thirteen year old daughter. Oh right. Because because. because-
0: Loki, because there's one sentence of Loki acknowledging that he's bisexual.
1: Right. Uh, and this is someone who a week before sent in a, like a semi-problematic semi-problem, problem email, but it was praising the fact that me and you, while he used a term for you, you know, like in a not way, you know, he was like, you, I love that you and this gay guy are talking about this. The next week sends such a hateful, derogatory email about how he hates the writers and he complained about this with Fatwa's. Which he did horribly, and you know, it's just like no. If you're, you're talking thir-
0: with your soldier. yeah, I mean. sorry,
1: Fatas. <laughs> if your daughter thinks this way at thirteen, it's because you did this to her. You yeah. put this in her head. Disney's not doing anything, honestly. I mean, Disney is doing something, not enough, as far as I see it, but they are doing something to start easing the people into it and look at the pushback. And it's just like, hey, all that aside, go to Norse mythology and look up Loki and then come back to me, (laughs) you know? We haven't even gotten into the sexuality of horses yet. So we're still on the tame side of what Loki can be. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, how, how dare you write in something like that? Like, did you expect us to agree with you you know I, I don't know that stuff boggles my mind and we send him a very stern email back but the, okay. you know we we are never going to say don't talk to us about these things but we're not always going to agree and it's time to start moving forward and emails and thoughts like that are just keeping us in the past yeah
0: i, I definitely agree And I, I think that's that's part of why like we're kind of tying in together the responses that happen to the thirst and the responses that are happening to the queer representation stuff because mm-hmm. I definitely got some some pushback like that from when we did a whole episode on queer representation uh, Paul and I just recorded an episode on the ethics of the first half of Loki uh, that I think will come out a day before this one but it just kind of depends how much editing I get done tonight <laughs> um but it might come out afterwards but but like one of the th- topics we talked about a lot was loki sexuality and I'm sure we're gonna get some some angry email from that and I think that email that you talked about he was so angry that mm-hmm. Disney is just All they're doing is putting these, like, showing the actual world. Gay people exist. Transgender people exist. And the idea that there's any kind of agenda, to me, like, telling stories about people in the world that includes all people is much more of a value-neutral thing than intentionally telling stories about the world, but only telling stories about the people you think are okay. And, mm-hmm. and once you get into this idea of including black people in your stories as an agenda, including queer people in your stories as an agenda, including women who aren't doing, like, traditional feminine things as an agenda, like, you're just angry at the world. You're, and you're angry mm-hmm. that the the movies and the TV shows that we enjoy are reflecting the world and the way the world's changing in positive ways.
1: Yeah. It's it's so unfortunate. But uh, too bad, <laughs> you
0: yeah. know? I wanted to kind of share some of the other uh, comments we got on the thirst stuff. And then we can get back to the, uh, the email you talked about. Mm-hmm. First of all, some of the people who talked about how like they felt similar to you in the thirst stuff and felt really empowered by it. Uh, Liz wrote in, some people still aren't ready to accept women vocalizing how they really feel. Boys will be boys, yet women get slut shamed for having the same thoughts. We love you, Ashley Coffin.
1: <laughs> and, Aww, thanks, Liz. And
0: Katie wrote in kind of a similar vein. You know what? You fantastic humans give me life. This group, and she's and talking about both kind of like a, a small friendly chat that, that people have discussing thirst, uh, uh, and, and the larger kind of MCU thirst discussions, uh, continuing allows, allows me to embrace part of my personality that isn't mom. And I would actually be a lot worse off for it. So if other people want to hate on the thirsting, they can do that. But that doesn't mean some of us aren't actually benefiting from it. My mental health is just as important as other people's preferences.
1: Ugh, I love that last sentence. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's so true and I think it, it really speaks to you know, living in a world where you're taught that like you know, one particular form of showing attraction and showing uh, desire from one particular group towards another particular group is the only way. That That's traumatic. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that it does damage to people and showing the other side. You know, I think one thing we, we've seen a lot of other comments is people sort of writing in and saying things like I thought I was the only one. It It, I think people can be so I mean, I know just with queerness, we talked about this on the queer representation art episode. When you think you're the only one having these strange feelings about people of your same gender, that's really hard. When, you, when you're when you the only person who thinks like, you know, whatever gender it is, opposite or whatever, that you're thirsting in a way that your gender is not supposed to, that's really damaging. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I love what they're saying that what you're doing, Ashley, and, and others on the on the chat as well, it's helping people know they're not alone and helping normalize it in such a needed way.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I'll take that. Let me do it. I'm going to do it for everybody. Let's do this. <laughs> I got the power. I got the strength. I will persevere. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's good because like when it does start to get to me, I have an entire army of people there. Like today, just for example, on our Facebook, you know, chat, we, you know, we posted this and yeah. I love that, you know, Jeff and Matt aren't afraid to to stand up for me in a way like that and put it out there. And we immediately got an email from probably that guy with like four paragraphs saying why he wasn't going to – because he was like, dear Jeff, four paragraphs of why I'm not going to listen anymore because of your post. And his mm-hmm. post said nothing. It wasn't like, fuck that guy. What a piece of shit. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, look at this loser. It was just I can't believe that m- men still do this to, to Ashley when I – Or, you know, when we say the same things on the same show. That's it. And, yeah, it's just like, really? You you guys need to calm down. (laughs) Yeah. uh,
0: Another listener named Natalie wrote in a a great comment about that, saying, uh, here she's talking about Matt and Jeff. I have to credit the podcast guys for never even showing discomfort with this, meaning the the thirst. Mm -hmm. Seriously. On more than one occasion, I thought, these guys are such healthy masculinity. Mostly because it's laughable to deny that any specimen from MCU screens aren't just prime examples of human bodies. I love that. I, go ahead and talk about what. what no, you're I just, about.
1: I love that. I love that. It's not just, you know, I'm getting a lot of support, but it, acknowledging the support that they're giving me to have this platform, because at any point they could be like, oh, you know, our, uh, we we don't want anyone to feel like this. You know, we want to make sure we're G-friendly, you know, kids and stuff. But it's like we are covering PG-13 movies. And then the fact that they've just... They, they've never stopped me. They never held me back. They've never, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to like say it because it's making me a little emotional. But you know what I mean? Like they're just fully supportive of it and embracing it. And the amount of men who are doing it as well, it's just like really refreshing to see.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think that's so true. We got a, a couple of uh, other comments from men that I, I think kind of fit in the same vein. Charles wrote in, I swear some mouth breathers are uncomfortable with women doing anything. <laughs> Grow TF up and realize that people find that people find people attractive and they discuss it. If a guy talks how, about how attractive a female character is, the chauvinistic the chauvinistic listeners are all good. But a woman discusses a male or a female she finds attractive, and all of a sudden you own uncomfortable. Pathetic. There shouldn't be sex in my uh, there shouldn't be sex in my comics unless it is geared towards my views. In other words, continuing like that mm-hmm. that mindset, shaking my damn head. Thirst Army has your back and we support your thirsty ass. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, And and then Riley wrote in, uh, pretty sad that it's just part of our society for guys to talk about women in a possessive way, but get insecure when women show attraction to other humans. And I am, for me as someone who, uh, I'm non-binary, but I'm masculine leaning, and I certainly lived most of my life uh, as masculine. Comments like this are so helpful to me. And I Mm -hmm. think, I hope are so helpful to other men. And I think it is so good to hear because, I mean, honestly, the way this stops is when, you know, the guy says something in the locker room and other guys are like, dude, that's not cool you know it's like yeah. men who are willing and I think in the same way like your voice is so needed and you have clapped back at some of these people so well but when Matt and Jeff also do it like it's also such a and it it's one of those kind of like annoying things where like it shouldn't be that they need a male listener to to pay attention to but mm-hmm. the fact that like they it shouldn't also just only be on on women or queer folk to be the ones bringing this up and so I'm just I'm so thrilled that we're getting people from all different kind of orientations and genders chiming in with real support on this
1: mm-hmm it's it's just amazing. And that's why it's why it's so awesome to keep coming on here and talking to you about it, because, sure, we have these negative feedbacks. But what we're really here to talk about is the positivity, like the positivity that this is growing and mm-hmm. um getting attention for is amazing and i'm like you know i'm glad that you have this platform to talk about these things
0: i feel a little bad because now i'm going to segue into a negative thing we got <laughs> you know I, I think you're right like the point is to talk about the positivity and i think and we did ne- that <laughs> yeah, moving that, on so, let's <laughs> so so the email that really kind of started all this and there wasn't just one i know you got a, you've gotten some like this i know i've gotten a couple and when i um talked to other uh creators especially women or or queer folk but but especially women who have talked about like openly about their thirst a number of them said they get comments like this i think one of the reasons why you know a lot of people are often concerned about showing their thirst is that there's this assumption that you know oh my god if a woman expresses thirst that must mean she is promiscuous that must mean that she's open that must mean that like you know she has no sexual morals whatsoever like
1: we're all the samanthas
0: yeah exactly and I, I assume that's a Sex and the City reference. I never saw it, but sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really. And the thing, is, like, you need to watch that shit. <laughs> uh, it was set in New York City, and it did a really bad job of representing New York City in some ways. So I have issues there, but I'll watch it at some point. But the thing is, and so there's people who will write in and be like, "Oh my God, you're so terrible and awful. That's bad." There's also a kind of email that that I, I know you've gotten at least once. I've gotten a couple of, and, and some of the other creators I talked to have gotten a couple of that. That doesn't isn't always bad, and I think some individual women, uh, some individual people might be fine receiving these. But overall, I think there's a problematic idea where someone says, "Oh, that person's talking about thirst. That must mean they're okay with me flirting with them. That must mean they're okay with me hitting on them." And and there, Mm -hmm. I know like you got an email where someone was being pretty explicit about, you know, not just being like, "Oh, I think Ashley's attractive," but also like hearing Ashley talk about this or hearing, as you said, that gay guy talk about these things turned me on. And yeah i I know especially talking to some of the other women creators about this to me this is like support people is great you know if it isn't a, a welcome thing, I think you have made it clear that it's welcome, some others very much have not you know commenting on someone's attractiveness as part of like they're enjoying their content if they've made it clear it's it's welcome is 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 a legitimate thing, although certainly never assume that right but what it is when it crosses the line into like random people telling us that we turned them on by talking about sexuality when the whole point is supposed to be that we should be able to just be open about our sexuality it's kind of the same thing as like someone walking down the street in like short shorts and a tank top like they're not there they are not sexualizing themselves for other people and if someone looks at them and gets turned on like that's not their responsibility and telling a total stranger that you turned them on is incredibly inappropriate yeah, and I feel like that's a, I, I, that was kind of a point I wanted to make, and I know you and I have talked about it some uh, about the, those those kind of emails where it's like, okay, people are talking about thirst, that's great, show appreciation for it, but when it crosses into like you're turning me on by doing this, or even some more kind of extreme comments that I know some people have gotten about the the things people are doing while listening because they're turned on, mm. to me that is just so incredibly inappropriate, and I think that was just one more important part to talk about with the feedback here.
1: Yeah, I also think you know. These situations, it's good to read the room. I've right. said a lot, like, I enjoy <laughs> flattery, <laughs> such a Scorpio. And I enjoy, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't mind, like, you know, I could be having a really bad day. And then someone would send in a comment like, Ashley, I loved, you know, you know, love listening to you, what you said today, your thirst queen, blah, 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 you know, say I'm beautiful or this not that. will make me feel really good. Yeah. This one I sent to you and I had sent it to the guys. It was like, I read it. I laughed. I, I knew there was jokes in there. Um. But there was something to, that was just a little about it that I was like, there's something like weird with this. And I sent it right. to Matthew and I definitely said it with like a Ugh, kind of meme like, Ugh. Um, but I couldn't figure it out because I'm very numb to that kind of talk. Mm-hmm. Just because that's like the world I've grown up in. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a raunch mouth. You know, I hang out with raunchy mouth people and we talk to each other the way. My circle of friends, right. you know, so when people listen to the cast, you know, I, I, I totally understand like you you're listening to us two maybe three times a week. We're in your lives. It does feel like we are we're your friends. And I love that. And I love that so much. But like to litter in there that like I gave you a boner, like that's not cool. Don't do yeah. that. You know, even don't don't insinuate like how turned on you are by something. Um there, you know, there are completely acceptable ways to praise somebody without even if it is turning you on, you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm it's flattering, but That little part you could, you know, keep to yourself because I could understand how other women in this position or who don't feel um, as threatened to talk about it on the page might have somebody say something like that back to them and then they may never talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's exactly the point. You know, that's such a way of shutting people down. I think that's a very legitimate fear that people have of, you know that it, like i said I, to me it, it feels not not the same thing by any means but but you know analogous to like someone who's nervous about going out you know in a bikini top or something like that or you know in anything anything else that p- other people might sexualize in ways they're not comfortable with and i think it you know it, it can make people feel like they shouldn't do that which is just absolutely not okay right. so and if, you know like i there was one email that i got from someone who um uh, and, and this is a person I've talked to and we've kind of, like, worked through this, so I'm not, like, airing any dirty laundry here, uh, and, and they actually expressly gave me permission to talk about this, but where, like, their initial comment was, like, how glad I was, that, how glad that, uh, how glad they were that, you know, I was talking about this, and they thought, like, you know, that it was really hot to hear a guy talk about it and that, that like, they really were getting into it, you know, as a guy who, and on some level, like, they were talking to me about as a person who doesn't normally feel Those feelings towards masculine people, and I wanted, like, I supported that, Mm -hmm. and we've talked through it. But I also had to be like, okay, that's awesome, but also, the fact that you had a response to what I was saying, that doesn't mean that I'm flirting with you. That doesn't mean that I'm I'm reaching out to you, and that doesn't mean that that's an invitation for you to reach back like that. Um, And so, yeah, I I just think that that was why I wanted to talk about these comments because I think it's, you know, it's just so important for people to know, like. Like you said, read the room. You've you given specific, you know, welcome for people to make certain kind of comments that mm-hmm. a lot of other creators might not. But even there, there's still lines.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it is good. Like, I have, you know, people like you who can point that out to me like, honey, no, you know, that is not exactly the kind of compliment you want. And then me to actually sit with that for a second and be like, oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. I don't want to be anybody's boner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really glad that the way the, the, the two of us talked about that, because you know, for me, I don't ever want to tell you, like, if you if you want to be someone's boner, that that's cool, go for it, like. Yeah. But I I just wanted to kind of give an idea of like, because as you said, I think a lot of this is very generational, and I've learned a lot from younger generations who are growing up with ideas of like, this isn't okay to be numb to.
1: Wait a minute. Um, I'm going to take that back. I do want to be your boner. Just don't tell me about it. Secret boner. <laughs> Secret boner. I'm not going to lie to you or, or the, the people. <laughs> like you said,
0: Scorpio, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> do not sit me across from a mirror. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> totally fair. And again, read the room. Know the particular. Per- which, by the way, that does not mean, please, uh, if you want to talk about how Ashley has a sexy voice in, in comments to this, I-, I think you're saying you're very welcome to that. Don't yeah. talk about how it turned you on.
1: That's the lie. Exactly. And- exactly.
0: And someone else, like, you know, don't don't assume that because Ashley's okay with it, someone else is okay with it. Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I just thought the way you and I discussed that was so good because it was, to me, it's also such a good illustration of there are exceptions to these things, and there are people who might enjoy things that other people would would not. And I think it would be easy for someone to say, oh, this one creator is okay with it, so it's okay with everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of more the point here. It's just, like, understanding that, There's certain kind of behavior that's not appropriate unless you've been told it's appropriate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think the last thing we wanted to get into is just kind of the the more homophobic side of some of the comments we've gotten. And I I think we've already talked about that a little bit, but I want to just uh, kind of get into that a little further, and especially hear from you as as someone who's not, you know, part of the LGBT world in the same way necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, something I admit I was a little nervous about when that scene happened in Loki. And... What's been kind of your your take on the the very positive feedback we've gotten, but also some of the negative, you know, like like you said, the people who are saying, you know, oh, I don't want that in my shows. This is an agenda. It's corrupting my kids and nonsense like that.
1: The second he said it, I turned to Ken and I went, oh, shit, our emails are going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just knew I was like, oh, man, I didn't you know, you hope that people are going to be like, yeah, Um, but no, they were not. And it's like it took. It sucks that one little part of an amazing show will be what everybody focuses on. I love that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was out, like, with what they were talking about from episode one. However, mm-hmm. like, secretly, not secretly, they tried to do it, but it was like, let's see who's paying attention. Yeah, This had one little line, which makes complete sense. I, I okay, I'm going to dance around this, and because I... I don't want to take away from the fact that he came out as a bi character to say he's also a thousand-year-old, like, Norse god. And the fact that – who can shift and change into people. So it's very immature and – I don't know the word. Very, I guess, immature to think that that one – that that person would be straight. (laughs) To me, like,
0: someone like Loki, the god of mischief, the god who looks at so – like – He Loki looks at concepts of good and evil and right and wrong as foolish, moral, you know, foolish, mortal ideas. He would think gender is ridiculous. You know, (laughs) the idea that he would like only be attracted to people with this kind of presentation versus that kind of a presentation or like are this gender or that gender. Like, of course, Loki's not. And I, I agree with you. Like, there's an extent to which when Loki said that it wasn't this huge revelation. It was just like, oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, the subtext we've always known about is now front and center, and you're right. I had a, like a bracing of like we're going to get all the annoying, terrible responses, but also I was like, okay, cool. Let's bring out the trash. Let's see who gets yeah this. Especially because even there, we've had so much positive response mm-hmm. uh, to people just being like, and I, I've seen this also on on other platforms. People just being like, I felt seen. Like finally, there's a character like me in the MCU.
1: Exactly, and it's like it's one line you can acknowledge it but if you're letting it ruin your show and marvel for you i'm so sorry but it's time to go like yeah. this isn't for you anymore just start you know watch the first 10 years and live there because we're gonna you know you're gonna fall behind and you're gonna be angry every week for nothing yeah for nothing for hate you know get over it it's time to move forward yeah. oh i'm gonna get mad <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i think those are the main things i wanted to, t- to cover is there any of the kind of last comments you want to throw in
1: no, um, I guess I think also what's interesting, two little things, um, the Loki thing, they showed us his like locked up picture from whatever the first episode and everybody saw that his sex gender said fluid. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the surprise of that line when they told us before the damn show started.
0: I mean, gender identity and sexuality are, are two different things, but I agree with you. It's like, yeah, once, once they said that they're going to look into that world, then yeah, other comments in that world certainly like, of course, that's going to happen
1: yeah and then um just that one little fun thing we were talking today about the unsung thirst hero of the mcu (laughs) we're gonna go back to captain america winter soldier there's Mm -hmm. the scene when they're in the apple store and there is a male character who to me looks cis they're solely for the fact to let us know that chris evans is a specimen that he's hot so it's always been there people you're just not looking for it
0: (laughs) and that's interesting because i want to go back and rewatch that scene because i i i remember that scene very differently where i remember that that character was supposed to be a ridiculous person we were laughing at and that his attraction to chris was supposed to be kind of a like look at one more way he's like not a real man um yeah. but but i want to go back and rewatch it because if it is that kind of if it is actually a more positive thing or i was just kind of projecting some some fears about negative stuff on it then yeah i think that'd be fantastic that they're planting that stuff even that far back
1: Mm -hmm. and it was it was this guy who was just like they didn't need his help at all and he's like oh well we have a sale uh well man i just want to let you know like specimen good job (laughs) and we're like slow clap for the guy with the long hair
0: (laughs) definitely definitely well
1: ash thank you so much uh we just kind of
0: decided an hour ago to hop on i am glad we did we did manage to keep this uh uh well under 45 minutes i think this will come in about 32 33 minutes so go us and to fans, you know, um, definitely keep checking out the MCU cast. Check out all the uh, Stranded Panda casts, Stranded Panda casts. But also, um, let us know what you think, you know. Um, comment on the Stranded Panda chat group and Facebook. is one of the best ways to have these discussions. That's where it's happening mm-hmm. in public. Um, but if you want to write to me or write to us, uh, you can write to me at uh, theethicalpanda at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at The Ethical Panda. And if you just go to the website, theethicalpanda.com, there you'll find contact information as well as information about all the other podcasts and stuff that I do. Uh, and Ashley, what about you? Um, I, I know you actually have a whole new po- a whole new uh, Twitch show coming out that's going to be pretty damn thirsty, both literally and metaphorically. So <laughs> yeah. where can people check out your stuff?
1: Uh, we're going to be going live on Twitch um, once or twice a month starting this Thursday to do Legends and Limitations with Jeff Randall and Julie Youngblood Randall. And it's just going to be like, uh, you know, We're going to pick a story, a legend, lore, ghost story, it doesn't matter, and tell the story kind of drunkenly, and then at the end, see if we've all learned something. (laughs) We'll have signature drinks and cocktails. It's just going to be a fun little hangout.
0: Well, that is awesome. I'm so excited to hear what you folks are talking about. I'm so excited just that all these conversations are continuing. So Ashley, thank you so much for jumping on. Fans, thank you all so much for being a part of this, and have a great day.
1: Keep thirsting.